Welcome back, everybody, to the Boxless Nutshell. I'm your host, Dex Mason. And today we're going to cover some controversial uh, values, but also some controversial people. I want to first start off with addressing what some people call the alphabet police or the cancel culture people. They, I think, are famous for coming up with really catchy ways to say things that are hard to refute or it makes you sort of look like the bad guy, the bigot, whatever. And I want to start with addressing these yard signs. I see them in my own neighborhood. I see them all over. I see similar ones. But the one specifically that I wanted uh, want to address is the one that says, in this house, we believe... Black Lives Matter, women's rights are human rights, no human is illegal, science is science, or sorry, science is real, love is love, kindness is everything. So let's take this apart piece by piece. The Black Lives Matter, first one, we've already seen, there have been so many studies that have come out that have revealed the hypocrisy of this movement, but it's a catchy title, right? Black Lives Matter. You can't say black lives don't matter. That's obviously a terrible thing to say. So nobody's going to say that. Although uh, there was, I think, a good argument with this when people started to say all lives matter. And of course, the debate is, well, white people's lives have mattered for a long time. So now we're saying black lives matter because they're the ones that haven't mattered as much. And it comes from a good place. And I I could say more about it, but I'm going to refer you to Candace Owens' documentary. She exposed the the organization. They're highly corrupt. All their money has been either hidden, websites were faked. Um, The the starter who said that white neighborhoods are not safe lives in in this mansion in Beverly Hills. And... Most of their money goes to trans movements, not black lives. And a lot of black lives have, uh, sorry, black voters have even started to come out and say that they don't believe in the organization actually doing any good. So I'll leave that there. All right, let's move on from that topic. Women's rights are human's rights. I assume that this is largely based on the pay gap. I'm not going to say a ton about that. I think that that's a legitimate argument. There are arguments on both sides that women need take more leave, um, but that, you know, and so overall in an annual setting, they're less valuable to a company, but that doesn't mean that when they're there that they should be paid less. So if, if the education is there, uh, the experience is there, the resume is there, and they just need to take more leave if they have a baby, then uh, we should still be paying them the same. So I'm going to agree with that point. No human is illegal is, of course, about um, is about the border. And there's just so much that we could say about that. There's you don't even need to say evidence. I mean, it's all over the news. The people just coming across the border in droves in buses. And I mean, it's terrible. The amount of people that are coming in here and getting released. And uh, we just don't have the, the capacity. We're we're a better country, but that doesn't mean that we should take everybody. And I I had a friend one time bring up the 
the old saying that, you know, give me your tired, give me your poor, et cetera. And I mean, I think that was written at a time when we didn't, with them, when we weren't at risk of overpopulation. So, you know, we have to look at the times. We, we also have to look at the law. I mean, that's the situation. You want, you don't want to call them illegal aliens. They're crossing the border illegally. And that's what that means. So again, it's just a, a play on words to try to make you out to be someone that says that people are illegal when really we're just saying people are crossing the border illegally. And so it's just a catchy way of saying something so that you don't have a rebut. Science is real. This whole sign came out during COVID or right around maybe the middle. And I think that that is what pushed the whole thing to make these signs. The science is real part because there were Christians and conservatives and probably some Democrats too, but just didn't want to speak up about it, that were real hesitant about the vaccine. And we have since seen that, A, the vaccine is not a cure-all. You have to continue to get your booster shots. And there have been, there have been side effects and masks don't work. Even Fauci admitted that. Yet there are still people that wear masks every day and probably will for the rest of their lives just living in fear. And there were people that just came out and said, look, I'm not ready to say that this is something that I have to have or I'm going to die. And then sure enough, it turned out that only elderly or people with uh, certain immune deficiencies were really susceptible to death. And they came close to making it um, law that kids needed vaccines in schools when the the fatality rate for children was minuscule, minuscule. It was like 0.003 or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it was it was way less than 1%. I mean, one out of 100 kids that die is terrible. One is too many. Uh, but, you know, you can't, you just can't protect against everything. We live in a in a world that is riddled with sickness and death, and we protect against what we can, but you don't mandate something that is only necessary for a, a few. Um, so that's important. Plus, we found out that uh, even if you are vaccinated, you could still get COVID and give COVID. And so it was like, you know, what's the point? Why, why should we mandate this? And there was science with that, that um, Joe Rogan was like canceled from Spotify because he, or no, wait, that's not right. People, people tried to cancel Spotify because they wouldn't drop Joe Rogan. And like, I think Stevie Nicks was one of them. And, and the whole issue was that he was taking uh, ivermectin, ivermectin, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, and his doctor prescribed it to him. And then, of course, the alphabet police come out and they start saying, you know, journalists as well, like, ah, Joe Rogan saying that we should take a horse tranquilizer or else you'll die. What ridiculousness, you know. And come to find out like that in large doses or a certain type of prescription was for horses, but that it had been prescribed to humans as well in different form or different doses. And they just refused to admit that, right? So they they deliberately dressed it up to make it look like Joe Rogan was insane and taking 
horse paste to cure himself from from COVID. And it just wasn't the facts. So this science is real thing is super, super insulting. What's so insulting about it is that those of us who have kids who wanted to protect their kids from the vaccine because they felt like the vaccine, and I'm one of them, who felt that the vaccine was more dangerous than COVID itself to their children, to their healthy kids, rightly so, because of science, were now being told that they didn't believe in science because they're a Christian and Christians don't believe in science. So it's just, it's utter nonsense to accuse, uh, to accuse us of that. Love is love. This one we could spend like a, a whole episode on. And I'm actually going to jump into more about that. But th- this one is the the favorite, right? That like, if somebody loves somebody else, how can you tell them that they shouldn't love love? The difference is, and it um, it honestly goes into to the last point, kindness is everything. As a believer who believes in scripture and that God set things up a certain way and he desires a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman and for marriage to be between a man and a woman, the kind thing to do is to share truth and to to live the way that God designed us to live because everything is his anyway. You know, he could smite us if he wanted to, but he chooses not to. He chooses to compassionately try to reach us and turn our hearts back to him. And one of the ways we do that is we live the way that he designed us to. So kindness and love to a, a Christian is let's live the way God intended us to. And and to, to tell somebody that something is wrong, that a lifestyle is wrong, is that can be loving as well, if that's God's desire, right? I understand where that comes from, but again, it's a play on words to try to make it seem like you have no response, otherwise you're the jerk, right? To say, no, you're not allowed to love. Love isn't for you, which is not what we're trying to say. It's just love isn't supposed to encourage sin. Moving on with that, I want to jump into some of the latest headlines that remind me about a lot of things that's happened in the past in regards to people that were once believers or claimed to be believers who have turned away from the faith. And Derek Webb, it has been in the headlines this week. He came out with an album called The Jesus Hypothesis, and he has a song on there called Boys Will Be Girls, where he features this drag queen named Flamey Grant. And Allie Stuckey did a little bit about this in her latest podcast. One, the one thing she didn't recognize is that Flamey Grant is a clear play on the name Amy Grant, who was a famous 80s and 90s singer, Christian, and she has one of my favorite dance songs of all time. But, you know, I told my wife, how come Amy Grant isn't suing the pants off this off this person? Uh, so let's look at the lyrics of Boys Will Be Girls. Here's uh, a little snippet from it. Sometimes boys will be girls. Sometimes armor will be pearls. What you put on, it shows the world how hard you're fighting. Sister, sometimes boys will be girls. I heard Jesus loved and spent his life with those who were abandoned by proud and fearful men. So if a church won't celebrate and love you, they're believing lies that can't save you or them. There's so much to say about this. I 
I thought it was interesting that he focused so much on, you know, what you put on, right? Like that is this outward appearance. And I think that speaks highly to what it truly means to be a believer because we're born again. Our spirits, our souls inside are new creations. And what is on the outside is our flesh. And not that God doesn't love the way that we look, but that that is not your true personhood. And what you put on, if it doesn't reflect the spirit and the chromosomes that God created you with, then that's, it's off. Okay. The idea that uh, if a church won't celebrate and love you, then they're believing lies. I mean, it's just clearly against scripture. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Think of the the situation where the woman's getting stoned and where she's about to get stoned and Jesus shows up and he says, who amongst you has no sin? Let him cast the first stone. And no, no one could do it because they were all sinful in some way or another. But then when he ends the, the interaction, he turns to the woman and he says, go and sin no more. He loved prostitutes. He never said, it's okay that you're a prostitute. Jesus constantly confronted sin. He wasn't just this like gentle lamb, right? He was the sacrificial lamb, but he was also a lion, like C.S. Lewis shows us in Chronicles of Narnia. He is here to administer justice. And thankfully, justice on sin was rectified by the cross, but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to go on sinning. Right, Even Jesus said marriage is between a man and, and a woman. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 7 to Jesus said it in Matthew 19, 8 when he referenced Moses and the law. It, just read your Bibles. It's very clear. This is There's nowhere in Scripture that, that allows for this. Romans 1 is a, is a chapter that you can't get away from. Sometimes people say, well, homosexuality could mean just sexual immorality and not necessarily homosexuality in those places where it just rattled off sin and says, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, Romans 1 is a place you can go to that says in detail, you know, forsaking what is natural when men lie with men and women lie with women. You really can't escape it if you're truly basing your faith belief system off of scripture. So it's sad to me. Derek Webb once uh, was controversial in the the boxless ways that I like. Uh, this podcast, I think, was originally meant to be like an out-of-the-box Christian viewpoint, sort of going against the grain, against legalism in the church. But it's quickly becoming something that's also very in-the-box as far as the out-of-the-box used-to-be Christians are now so far out of the box that they're not Christians. And they're even claiming that they're not Christians. So, you know, we need to address that. And people fall because they worship their pastors and they worship their leaders and, and they worship their worship leaders. And these people that, that are so crucial to their faith, that's why, he, you know, Scripture says that elders and people that are higher are supposed to be more above reproach. And even at a certain point, like, not given to much wine and not given to any wine. And I mean, it's like, be careful, be on guard. People are watching you and people fall away. I was a part of a, a campus ministry that had retreats like a lot of ministries do. And we had this leader that everybody looked up to. I loved him dearly. And he spoke really strongly to the father wound and, you know, men just sort of 
recapturing their hearts and not identifying and what their bad fathers maybe communicated to them or didn't. And then it came out later that he had had an affair with a guy and then he left his family and it, oh my gosh, it broke the hearts of so many people that looked up to him. And I don't know if anybody actually walked away from their faith because of it, but it was just devastating to the faith. And that was just within the ministry that I was in. You look at these people that are on a worldwide platform like Derek Webb and you wonder, you know, what's what's happening, right? Like these people have a lot of influence. Joshua Harris, this is a while ago now, I suppose. He wrote the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And a lot of people lived that way. And it was sort of a blueprint on dating where you're not. It was a little bit too extreme. And he realized that later. But he was like, don't get one on one with a girl and yada, yada. You know, and some of us were like, well, how are we supposed to know if we like someone if we can't ask them out for coffee? So it was uh, it was a little extreme. And then he wrote a, a sequel book called uh, Boy Meets Girl. And I think that sort of unraveled it a little bit and fleshed out a little bit. And he was like, look, now that I'm married, I see things a little bit differently, not quite as black and white. But then down the road, he's now like an LGBT supporter. And he says, I'm not a Christian. Here's some others. Uh, fanatic was a rapper and cross movement that I loved in the 90s. It was a really great Christian rap group. Uh, John Steingard and Hawk Nelson. He walked away from his faith. Marty Sampson in Hillsong. Um, I'm going to say a little bit about this. He said that he couldn't reconcile the idea of God sending billions to hell. And I was just talking about this recently with somebody. There's a place in Matthew 25 where Jesus talks about the sheep and the goats. And he says, a time will come where I will gather all the goats and say, depart from me to the eternal fire where that was designed for Satan and his demons. It's important to note that hell was not created for people. Okay, so it's, I mean, it's all about perspective. Like we were never meant to burn in hell. Okay, God wants all people to come to know him and we're all invited. Right. So he doesn't say that anybody's excluded. We make that choice for ourselves to say, I'm my own God. God is who I want to make him or her or it or them. And, you know, if you if you make up a God, you're essentially creating something that's not real. And hopefully you know that. And then you choose to serve it's sort of the way that AA's gone, where they started out as a Christian organization and then they said we want to open this up to other people. And so, you know, just choose a higher power. And, they, and they'll even say, like, just choose a blade of grass or that chair that you're in. Something that you have to put your faith in. That, so you sort of like tell yourself there's something bigger than me. And it helps you humble yourself and, uh, and surrender your life. But you're essentially surrendering to nothing, you know, not something that created you. So if there is a creator God, he is who he is, whether you like it or not. The good news is, is that he is a good God. Thank God, because he doesn't have to be. And people that believe that God sends you to hell, they have a wrong perspective. But even if that were the case, he is God and he can do whatever he wants to do. So either he's real or he's not. So you could come up with this belief system based on what you want to be right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. That's all there is to it. Thank God that's not the way that it is, right? He designed hell for Satan and his demons. That's what hell is for. That's who hell is for. Okay. Dave Grass 
is a local guy, actually, not too far from me. Grace Family Fellowship in Pleasant Hill, Missouri. He fell away. Jennifer Knapp, I wanted to bring up, who Derek Webb is friends with. And he sort of, I think, turned away from his faith after Jennifer did. She was a famous artist back in the 90s as well, sang with Rebecca St. James and some other famous artists that I love. I think Nicole Nordeman was part of this collaboration album that they were on. I still love Nicole Nordeman. She's amazing. So Jennifer goes to Australia for seven years, comes back and says she's a lesbian. And she's on Larry King with this famous pastor. And two things happen that I want to address. Number one, she says, which I already kind of have, that her pastor, that she's accountable to her pastor. Now, if your faith is wrapped up in a man or a woman that tells you that your sin is okay, that doesn't make it okay. Your pastor is susceptible to mistakes and you will be held accountable for your choices, not your pastor's choices. So, I mean, that's important. The other thing is the pastor that was on this interview said, so I think Larry King brought up something like, what about shellfish in the Old Testament? And he said, well, God changed his mind on that issue. That was a terrible response. And the reason is God doesn't change his mind, right? God is the same God in the Old Testament that he is in the New Testament. He did things in the Old Testament for a certain reason. Some of it is a picture for post-Jesus believers to look at and say, well, how does that translate to my life as a believer now? And it's a beautiful message of, you know, this, that, or the other. And and that's the case with this thing, right? That it was for a time, it was for a purpose to communicate a message and it's symbolic now, but God didn't change his mind. He did a thing at the time. And then when Jesus came, it changed certain things. Someone once said, uh, when Jesus came, he did one of three things to the Old Testament and the laws back there, either kept it the same, did away with it, or changed it. And so we have to weigh all of our decisions and all of our uh, interpretations of Scripture against, like, how does the cross change this, right? Yeah, the point that I started out with, so I'll end with this, is you can't let the world pick some catchy way to say that love is love and let that make you feel bad about yourself. Tolerance, don't tolerate sin. Coexist, sure, we can coexist. But the idea that Jesus is not Lord or that Jesus is Lord and so is your God, like that's not what Jesus said. So you can't say that all gods are, you know, like that's for you and this is for me and this is my truth and whatever. There's truth and then there's not truth. And different deities would not bow to each other in respect. They all say, I'm the way. Okay. And if one says every way is the way, but Jesus says, I'm the way, well, they can't both be right right? It's either every way or it's one way. And if Jesus says it's one way and you believe in Jesus, then you have to believe that it's one way. And that's through him. And that's it. Hey, as always, thanks for listening. I am James Arthur, your host. Please like, follow, and share. And that's my Boxless View in a nutshell. We'll see you next time.